Oh shit, are we recording? What's up? This is the Fuck the Status Quo podcast. I am your host, Ellie Blake, and this is a place where we discuss getting your shit together. Why? Because the more people on the planet getting their shit together and being the best version of themselves means the less assholes there are. I'm down for that. Are you down for that? All right, let's go. Hello, ladies and gents. Welcome back to the Fuck the Status Quo podcast. I'm your host, Ellie Blake. If you're new here, welcome. I'm happy to have you. If you've been listening week after week, it's time to leave a review, homie. Oh, yeah. This week's interview is with the badass Tiffany Metz. And when I say badass, I mean, like, she could kick a grown man's ass. (laughs) We met back when I was a shithead and a bad influence on everyone in my life. And for some reason, she's still my friend. Tiffany unintentionally started her own painting business, and now she paints the inside of ballin' houses for all sorts of interesting people. And she learned as she went. She faked it till she made it, as they say. And now she's made a name for herself in the biz. Tiff, I'm excited to see what you do next. And here's the episode, guys. Enjoy. What up, Tiffany? Welcome to the Fuck the Status Quo podcast. (laughs) What's up? Thanks for being here. Absolutely. All right. First question. What's the best thing you've ever done for yourself? The best thing that I ever did for myself was cutting off the people, places, and things that didn't serve my life or my goals. Fuck yeah. I respect that. What made you finally be like, yeah, no, not putting up with this? Um... I think like it was probably about five or six years ago when I was, you know, bartending downtown and stuff like that. It was one of those things for me that I realized I can do anything I want. I can achieve anything that I put my mind to. So why am I not succeeding? Why am I not achieving these things that I can see my for myself? And it's because the people that I allowed around me, the places that I took myself to and the things that I allowed in my life, it's like guilty by association or mm. look at your environment. Like my environment was super unhealthy. So my outcomes were unhealthy. My day to day weren't, you know, wasn't healthy. So for me, it was like, okay, I just got to a place where if it causes me anxiety it's not for me Mm -hmm. you know if it's making me unhappy it's not for me like life's too short I can do so much more in different areas with a better environment and circle around me yeah I totally resonate with that like I think about you know just growing up like my mom was always you are who you hang out with yeah I'm like no I'm just cool with everyone and I remember yeah I remember being like uh in my early 20s and I would tell people this I remember saying this multiple times like yeah I'm friends with everyone like I don't care if you're a drug dealer or a meth addict or da 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 like I'm friends with everyone I get along with everyone and people would look at me like I was crazy but I thought it was like oh I'm just so chill and cool with everyone yeah and it's like no um you know, if you're hanging out with people that have no fucking goals, then you're probably also not going to have any goals. So yeah, I definitely respect that. Like once I started hanging out with people that had goals and like gave a shit about themselves and like what they were doing in life, it was a game changer. I wish that I had done it sooner. Yeah. (laughs) Such a game changer. I mean, for me, it's like, don't get me wrong. I love some of these people. I love some of the places and the things, but you know, when I first started my business, I was, you know, doing 
houses mostly by myself and I was doing a lot of stuff and it was tough but it was very rewarding because I could go on a vacation for a week whenever I wanted but when my friend would text me on a Tuesday at 11 a.m. asking me if I wanted to go get drunk and do drugs I'm like I'm good (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'll have to I'll have to pass (laughs) respectfully decline that's crazy like I look back um so when I lived in Texas like I'm pretty sure this is not legal but it's not enforced in Texas we would get shit faced behind the bar which we also did in Wilmington, but we at least hit it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I'll look back on those days and I'm like, holy shit. I was at work on a Tuesday at 11 in the morning is when the club opened and I would just be pounded shots. Yeah. And, you know, like I want to acknowledge, I realize 150%. I have been such a fucking terrible influence on so many people. Like I was a shithead. I partied my ass off, but like I grew up. <laughs> I figured it out a little bit you know what I mean but some people it's like they don't have that moment yeah and I mean you know hey I am not here to tell anybody what to do to each their own if that's what makes you happy right go for it boo boo but for (laughs) me it's like look I'm trying to build an empire here I'm trying right like I'd love to own a couple businesses like yeah there's gotten it's like gotten to the point for me where I'm like um, I'm not going to go out even on a Saturday night in my hometown and act damn fool because I have businesses attached to my name. Like, Right. It hits different. It does. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. I want to ask you about your business, but before we go there, I want to know about like young Tiff. Like, have you always thought you'd own businesses or like, when did this come about? No, it's wild to me. Like the string of professions I thought I would have. So mm-hmm. at one point I thought I was going to fly an airplane. Sick. So, you, know, <laughs> um, you could still do it. You could still do it. Totally. That's totally still on the agenda. It's just like <laughs> 10 grand to get your pilot's license. So one day write it off as a business expense and be like I have to fly myself places on my private jet business expense baby. you know there's a (laughs) there's some cool things about that that I could share that I've learned from being a business owner of like how you can do write-offs but nevertheless yeah I uh wanted to be different things. I went to school to begin with for criminal justice, wanted to get into forensics, but realized that was not ideal. Like, Mm -hmm. I did the same exact thing. (laughs) Like, let's go to some crime scenes. Like, (laughs) yeah, yeah. But um, no, I started with doing that. And then I ended up just getting an associate's degree. And I had some really odd jobs. Like, I've been a sous chef. I used to screen print t-shirts. Same. So just like bartended. Mm-hmm. There was some odd ones more in there, but it was kind of filler in time. And yeah. then I think I started. So when I was dating one of my boyfriends a few years ago, he was working in construction and his boss was like, Hey, you know, do you know anyone that knows how to paint? And he knew how much attention to detail I had. So he's like, Hey, I mean, maybe she'd be good. And I started on like one house in Wilmington. And then he had me paint the whole inside of the Anaheim auction house for D&E Dodge here in Wilmington. Sweet. So he's like, cool, you nailed it. Now do it for the next fucking three days. Yeah. So (laughs) it kind of started like that. And it was like odd projects. And then like, I don't know, six months later, he called my boyfriend and was like, hey, can she 
come work for me. <laughs> so I worked for him for about two years and I was his painter. He would send me into single story homes all the way up to three stories inside, outside. And I was like, get it done. Had you done any of this before? Were you just like, I'm OCD. I can, I got this. No, um, there was at one point it's okay. So this is really funny. Uh, so I think it was like the first significant day that I started working with him. He puts me in a house and I didn't have a helper. I didn't have anybody. He was just like, do it. And I go into this room and he's like, just cut in the room. And I'm like, <clears throat> okay, I got it. And he's like this like scary Italian guy that he, when he gets angry, he gets really angry. And I'm like, well, it's like my grandpa. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, I'm just, I'm just going to go in this room and close the door and pretend like I know what the fuck I'm doing. And I started Googling, like, what's a cut in? Like, <laughs> Take it so you make it, baby. What the fuck am I doing? And someone comes in that was like the carpenter and I was like hey what's a cut in and he's like oh honey let me tell you and he's just this like in his late 40s older guy has a full family like he's my work husband so you know love it love it he literally told me how to begin painting this house and the boss comes back in and he's like oh okay all right just checking and then he walks back out and it's just how it was like I picked it up like here and there and eventually I was on the job site one day and he came in and he asked me for a tool that I should have had. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. And he's like, how are you a professional painter if you don't have this tool? And I'm like, because I'm not a professional painter. And he's like, well, you are now. So get with it, girl. And I'm like, okay. All right. Um, he started putting me on other things. So I learned how to do tile. I learned how to use a saw and like put up boards and do some carpentry, but I didn't really enjoy that. So he finally mm -hmm. was like, look, I'll call you when we have paint. And they were on this one big project that was going to take a while and it was going to take a while to get to the paint. And I was just like, it was, it's like soul crushing for me to do stuff I don't want to do. Yeah. So it was weird because it was like a few months before COVID. It was like the end of 2019. I just got this lady that her name's Elizabeth Darrow. She does artwork in Wilmington. And like, that's what she does for a living. And she used to own a painting business for herself for 25 years. And she saw some of my work in a house that I did. And she was like, um, I'm referring all my clients to her. And that's just kind of how it started. And yeah, I, uh, that's awesome. Yeah. I started with her and then I got in with Intracoastal Realty and I've been with all of them so yeah I mean fuck yeah it was cool I did a when COVID was like really a thing and like lockdown was you know just enforced I was painting for this older couple had no kids or anything and they're like so you know they're saying on the news that you can't go anywhere but the grocery store and they look at each other and they're like I think our house looks a lot like the grocery store so you come whenever you want. I'm like, okay. And they would just give me odd projects to do. And then they'd pay me and they'd send me home with cake. Like, hell yeah. I love people like that. That's awesome. I love them. <laughs> yeah. That's sick. So when did you like go from working for this dude with the construction company to doing your own thing? It was 2019. I started really like, and it's wild because even then I still didn't think like, oh, I could do this for myself. I just thought mm -hmm. I'm making good money doing some odd projects. Like, yeah. And 
eventually it just like turned into this thing. I think it was, um, I did odd projects and I mean, they were big. Like I had sometimes whole houses, but it was like here and there and it would like keep me going for a little while. And then I think it was like 2021, I started to get into this place where I would like drive around Wilmington doing certain things. And I'm like, Hey, I want to be in landfall. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be in these places that like we build up in our head that is impossible to enter. Yeah. So it was like a month later, I got a call from a guy that, you know, was doing flooring for the guy I used to work for. And he was like, Hey, I have a builder in town that needs some help painting. And I was like, all right. It was a four story house, like 6,000 square feet. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> huge like I think the highest point that I had to get up to was like 60 or 70 feet like it was wild holy shit yeah it was the whole interior some of the exterior what are these people like fucking 20 feet tall yeah oh I know oh my god (laughs) don't even get me started like why do they need a ceiling that high that's insane (laughs) don't even get me started and they haven't even okay this was in March of 2021 and they have yet to move in what (laughs) where are they at they're in Wilmington in their other home. Okay. I'm just chilling. <laughs> yeah. They got it like that. Yeah. Okay. So I, uh, of course come to this job and the builder's like, Oh, can you do it? I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. <laughs> that was like the biggest fake it till you make it moment. And I, uh, that was March, 2021. It went horribly. <laughs> took forever but and I kind of like got to a place where I'm like well I'm I'm never gonna hear from that builder again (laughs) and he like he builds houses on figure eight like sick yeah like he does a lot of like expensive uh projects and a few months ago he reached out to me and I've been working with him strongly since and like I just finished one of his family members houses and some personal stuff he needed done so it's like hmm Yeah. I mean, just going back to what we were saying at the beginning of the conversation, like the people that you hang out with and associate with, like, look at the difference here. Like before, it's like, yeah, we're doing a bunch of drugs at 10 in the morning. And it's like, this dude's getting me jobs and making me a lot of money with these luxury clients. Like, huh, (laughs) ain't that some shit? Yeah. And it's wild to me because like, I think I was in that house in landfall when I got a text from someone that was like, Hey, why don't you come out? We're going to go here and here. And we're going to just like start day drinking. And he's like, you know, I got some fun stuff. And I'm like, um, hold on, pause. I own a business. Like I can't just, I have employees that are on a ladder, like three stories up. Like this is some, right. this is some grown up shit. Like <laughs> I can't just go get drunk with you. Like, yeah. So it's kind of cool to look back on that kind of stuff because I actually did just got a my first job on figure eight like two days ago. So fuck yeah. Congrats. Thank you. It's kind of cool to like go around and say I painted that or like I did yeah. that, you know. <laughs> I just think of like <laughs> this is so off topic, but I'm like a serial killer with their trophies of like, yeah, I did that. This is mine. You could drive around and be like Ah, yes, I painted that house. So, okay. Since you made it weird, I'm going to take it even weirder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, let's do it. um, There is times where I go buy stuff I paint, and I'm like, my DNA is definitely in that place. Like, (laughs) if there's a crime scene, they definitely coming to me to ask for questions. Like, (laughs) I mean, 
I think that we both think about this stuff like with what we studied in school yeah. with the forensics and the you know criminology and stuff yeah. which is like yeah let's go there for a second I love it I know for me like that was my major in college and I remember I did a lot of really big projects and papers on false confessions and just like how fucked up the system is yeah but I when it came to it when I graduated and was like working at a fucking correctional facility I was like I can't do this I don't think that I can go to work even if I was like okay not not at the entry level let's say I became like a criminal profiler or you know just something more whatever I don't think that I could go to work and then like truly be able to clock out at the end of the day. I think that it would still be in my head. It would have fucked me up. Like I wouldn't have been able to move on from like the most horrible like things that can happen to a person. And I don't know why I didn't think this through while I was in college taking the classes. It's like, it's one thing to watch all the documentaries and like learn about this stuff, but then it's another thing to to actually be in it so yeah why did you not like move forward with that path I think it was weirdly enough like I thought it was fascinating the science behind it that was mostly my draw to it was the science part of it Mm -hmm. but yeah it hasn't always been the best of ideas like I definitely have gotten myself into some weird situations that oh shit, I probably, like, I learned my lesson quickly and I never did it again, but it's just one of those, like, I just think of those moments and then I listen to some of these podcasts and I'm like, good God, if any of these situations had someone offering me candy or to pet their puppy, I would totally get it. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> oh, dude, if you have a puppy, game over for me. Seriously. <laughs> oh, you need a pet? I got you. Yeah. And then I'm kidnapped. Like, fuck. <laughs> And then I'm kidnapped. Like, seriously. I seriously yeah. don't understand. Like, it's, so now it's made me more aware, if anything. Yeah. I don't know how we got on this topic of serial killers and kidnapping. <laughs> but I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> but anyways. Carry on. Yeah, let's, uh, I, I wanted to talk for sure, like, more about your business and, and just kind of, like, you know, what really happened where you switched gears of like, hey, I'm I'm fucking doing this. I can do this myself. I don't have to work for anybody else. Like what what would you say are the mental things that you had to overcome to get to that point of like believing in yourself? Um, it took a while. Like for me, it was weird because that first job in landfall that I got, I had to get general liability I had to get workers comp like and so how did you figure out all this shit like google or what the builder told me because the homeowners own their own business and in order to have anyone on their property doing work they required any contract like it's called subcontract you have to be a subcontractor yeah so you have to have your own insurance you have to have because it's like a two million dollar house so I'm like okay And I just put on Facebook, like business insurance, help you girl out. And one of my good friends reached out to me and was like, Hey, my mom is an insurance. Um, she owns her own insurance agency. Like just go to Jacksonville and see her. And I was like, Oh, game over. Like I am not searching. Like this is already so confusing. So I go up there and I go see her 
And I'm like, look, I need general liability and workers comp, and I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. And she's like, <laughs> help me. Yeah, I'm like, please. <laughs> and she's like, uh, have you registered your business? And I was like, say what? Like, what? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And she's like, you got to register your business. And I was like, okay, this is becoming a thing. Like, and in that moment, I had to like, I never expected to work for myself like this. I, I honestly just expected to be like this odd job person, like until I figured out what my forever thing was going to be. And I was sitting there thinking about it and I was like, this is a really big job and it can really make or break a person. So fuck it. Like what's the worst that could happen? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. she's like, okay, this is the deal. Go to the courthouse in Jacksonville, right up the road and go register your business while I set everything in motion with the general liability and the workers comp. And I was like, okay, we doing this. And I went, I registered it, made it official, and then came back to her and she had everything ready. I went, I signed it. And that day I was a business owner. I had insurance. It was like super official. Legit as fuck. Yeah. And like, that was so gratifying to know like, okay, I have no idea what I'm doing. I literally just want to make things pretty and paint stuff. And now it's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to see where what happens and where it goes. And I'm going to try my best. And that's just kind of where it started. And now I'm like three years in, I guess. Yeah. Like working on for officially it's a little over a year, but it's good. I mean, it's a headache. It's so frustrating sometimes. I mean, there's days where I'm like, which weirdly enough, I'm kind of in one of those like moments in the last few days where I'm like, why, why did you choose to do this? Like, it's so frustrating because it's not always a guarantee. It's not something that I don't get a paycheck that is going to go directly deposited into my bank account. Like if at some level, if I don't put forth the effort, I don't get paid to pay my bills. And so it's like, it's frustrating. And there's, you know, stuff with the insurance and like, Mm -hmm. you know, if something happens with your workers comp, you have to get audited. And it's like this whole thing. And I'm good at office work, but there's a reason why, you know, no one really wants me to work in their office (laughs) because I like (laughs) suck at keeping track with everything. Because it's just like, I'm a creative person. And in my mind, I just want to paint stuff. Yeah, I want to make it better than what it was. And uh, I've always been told since I was a kid, like wherever you go, try and leave it better than when you found it. Yeah. And that's a huge principle I leave with my business. Like I try my best. I put my blood, sweat and tears into it. Like I give it all that I have. And yeah. there's times where it's cool. Cause like, there's been only a few jobs that I've done where like, I could have given it my all and I didn't. And I like sit there and think about it and it bothers me. Cause I know like they paid me their hard earned money and I could have done better. And it's cool how like things work because I always get some situation in the future where they call me back and they're like, hey, we want you to do more. And then I get an opportunity to make it better. Yeah. So it's really cool. I'm glad that I got that transition because now I have way more time that I love doing what I do versus time that I'm like, why did you choose to do this? Like, yeah, I mean, 
you know, it's like right now I've kind of been slow, but at the end of the day, in the grand scheme of things, I paid all my bills. Like I have food in the fridge. Like I don't necessarily need to have it all right this second. Like it's like I was telling you before, I know I'm rich beyond means, not even just including material stuff, but my bank account will catch up mm-hmm. whenever it's ready to catch up with me. <laughs> yeah. And I, I fucking love that you said that. This is before our call, but it's such a, like a mindset shift of like the difference of saying, oh, I hope I'm rich one day and actually just embodying that shit and saying no I am rich like it's catching up I mean I love that because I think for me as a person like I want to try and break what society says is normal like yes I don't believe that nine to five Monday through Friday is ideal I don't think working 40 hours is ideal yep so like I try and break the things that society has put on humans to say like Mm -hmm. you have to do this you have to do that like no I really don't I mean I can have all my bills paid and plenty of food to eat and everything like that and still be able to do fun things that's not like expensive or anything you know what I mean like I don't have to yeah spend money to do certain things because hey you know what I just went on a couple trips this year like I got to make some wonderful memories that I've never been able to do and I'm gonna do something again like I'm gonna be able to beautify a whole house again like I believe it's there like it's I don't know like I want certain things in my life and I want my life to go a certain direction and for me I know I'm capable I know I'm gonna do it I don't care what odds are against me I'm going to make it happen and for me it's like I'm healthy I have a wonderful circle around me I'm blessed I'm blessed and for me that's rich like the financial part the material part like that'll come and go but I know like with how I am with my business and how I am with my life, like that'll all come, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I fucking love all of that. It's like everything that you just said is why I started this podcast is because fuck working 40 hours a week, (laughs) fuck being miserable at your job in general. Like I worked so many jobs where I was absolutely miserable. There were so many jobs I worked at where I would literally cry in the parking lot before I walked in, then just try to be normal and go about my day. And It's so interesting to talk to people about this, especially if they're like not in an entrepreneurial space, because like the old view is totally you go to college, you work hard, then you find a job and you work 40 hours a week and you get one week off a year and you need to stay there for 20 years and da 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 da. And it's like shit isn't like that anymore. And also, you're so capped and limited when you work for someone else. And then like when you start doing your own thing, there is no limit on your income. Sure. It's hard at first. I'm not saying like, Oh, you started a business. Now you make six figures a year. No, you have to work for that. But hopefully you started a fucking business that you care about and that the work genuinely doesn't feel like work. And I know that's kind of cliche and people say that shit all the time. Like, Oh, find something you love. You'll never work a day in your life, but it's so true. But also at the same time, like I can respect that there are things that you have to do to support your dream in the meantime. Like for me right now, you know, I work part-time at another job and that's helping support my business, but I know that I'm not going to have to do this forever. So I think once you have that realization of, uh, no, 
I actually don't have to do yeah. this shit. <laughs> yeah. So freeing. But I don't, it's so frustrating that people are so stuck in this. Like my mom, she's such a type A person and she's a Pilates instructor. So she's like, she's physically working while she's at work, but then she also spends all this time planning classes and, you know, I'll give it to her. She works really hard. She literally will find out, okay, what are Tiffany's ailments? Like she has knee problems. Okay. We're going to do this. And it's great. But I'm like, you're spending way too much time and you're not getting paid the money to be doing this. And then she'll see me, you know, hanging out at their house, chilling on the back porch by the pool all day. And I've made 500 bucks for the day or, you know, just sitting there and I have to ship out my orders, you know, but she, it's so hard for her to comprehend that I'm getting paid while I'm sitting here and relaxing. And matter of fact, that's actually why I picked the business that I did because right now, yes, I'm the one that's packing the orders and doing all the customer service and da 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 and all that shit. But the plan is that it will get to the point where I just get to do the fun part of creating the products and the cards and stickers and all that stuff. And everybody's doing that other shit for me. And it's like, it's so funny to see Like she cannot comprehend that this is work, but I can see it starting to click in her now. She's like, what can I do that I don't have to work this hard? You know, I mean, it's wild because, you know, before I owned a business, like I had family and friends that were like, why don't you just do this for yourself? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, I'm good. Like, and it was a fear of breaking the mold. It was a fear of stepping out. It was a fear response. And when I realized, you know what, what's the worst that can happen? You can always go get another job. Like you can always do whatever. So I just took a step and it's funny because ever since my brain has just been like firing, like, yes. What can I do? I want to get my paint business to a good, smooth, rolling pace where it's just not too crazy. It gives me enough funds. And then eventually I want to start investing in certain things. Yeah. I also have like different ideas for other business ventures. And I can see like Etsy, which I'm so glad you're doing your master class because... Yeah. I'm excited to uh, pick your brain about it because I'm sitting here thinking like, okay. I want some passive income. I'm super creative. I don't really know how to like, I love, love, love the don't forget about it. Like, yeah, she was my last. I love her. Like, I love people like you. Like, I love seeing how you're using your creativeness to do a business. And I feel like I have something within myself in that atmosphere, but I just don't know what it is. So that's kind of interesting. I really want that to be a thing. Now I'm really starting to be more entrepreneurial minded and think of like, yeah, let's see where this can go. We interrupt this sweet ass podcast episode for a message from our sponsor. Hey bitches, it's me again. Are you tired of all the lame ass greeting cards you see in the store? Would you rather send your loved one something that's fucking hilarious with cuss words and potentially insulting? Well, shit, you in the right place then. Head over to AsToldByEllie.com where you will find the best fucking greeting cards on the internet. And as a listener of this podcast, I got a discount code for you guys. Waffles will get you 15% off. Again, that's AsToldByEllie.com, discount code Waffles. And now back to the show. Hell yeah, I love it. Etsy's such a great place too. Like, I think for a while, I don't want to say I was embarrassed 
about having an Etsy shop, but I definitely tried to push my main website. It's Shopify as told by Ellie.com. I really tried to push that more than my Etsy shop, but 95, maybe 99% of my sales come from Etsy. And it's like really fucking hard to just start a business without the platform that Etsy provides. Cause they, I mean, they have millions and millions and millions of shoppers coming there that are down to support small businesses and are looking for something different that they can't find everywhere else. You know, people bitch about Etsy's fees and I'm like, they're bringing you traffic that you like, it's not happening on your website. Sorry, buddy. Would I like to have my other website as successful as my Etsy? Fuck. Yeah. That's the plan, you know, but it was kind of like a reality check with myself. Like, dude, and I, I got this Etsy tool and it shows me my ranking with like all of the Etsy sellers. And I, I found out I was the top 1%. And I'm like, dude, why are you embarrassed? Of yeah. this? Like, this is fucking incredible. Like own it. So I, it's been such a shift. Like once I started being like, hey, here's my Etsy shop. Like laugh if you want, you know, make a joke about women and their hobbies or whatever. But this is actually a full time income for me now. So fuck off. You know, and it's funny that you say that because, like, something that's been really prevalent in a lot of the people that I've been, like, interacting with lately is there's amazing people that are capable of doing great, great things, like yourself, that maybe it's imposter syndrome, maybe it's not seeing your true value and worth, but, like, you're doing amazing things and you're doing stuff that not very many people are willing to step out and do mm-hmm. and you're killing it you're killing it and it's like i've noticed a couple different people say you know i thought i was like so far behind and then i just did like a checkup or i did something to kind yeah. of gauge where i was at currently and i'm like way farther along than i was and it's like yeah, because you a badass, like you can do this. You yeah. have the potential to be amazing at whatever you do. And like, it's kind of cool in a sense that like, you know, I am in a bit of a business lull and, you know, starting a podcast and stuff. So it's like, it's cool to be able to kind of sit on the sidelines and see other people like figure out their awesomeness. Like, yeah, you know, like I love your cards. I love what you do. It's so funny to me because there's uh so many people that when I'm around, I'm like, I don't think you understand. Like you gotta like check out all of these cards. Like they're so cool. Like <laughs> thank you. I I fucking have fun making them. And it's just so cool to me that like this card, I made this card for Father's Day this year, and I literally made it for my dad. And I'm like, well, if anybody else buys it, that's cool. And I normally don't do stuff like that. Like I don't do custom orders. Yeah. Just shit like that. I don't do that. I try to make it like thinking of, okay, is this going to be a good one? Is this going to sell? But I was like, I want this card for my dad. Might as well get enough printed so that if anybody else wants it, I sold out of them. Like I had to reorder more of them because people loved it. And it's like, once you realize just the, I don't even know what the right word, just the, the awesomeness and the power that is just being you it's incredible. Instead of just trying to think in the mindset of what's going to sell, what are people buying? And instead being like, what would I buy? What would I want? It's like, yeah. I mean, every single one of your cars has been a culmination of what, you know, uniqueness is happening in that brain of yours. Yeah. Well, I'm like, what would I say in this situation? 
and that's how it started to begin with is I was going, you know, I'd go to Hallmark or whatever to try to find a birthday card from somebody. And I'm like, this is fucking lame. I just want to be like, happy birthday, motherfucker. Where is that card? Happy birthday, you know? bitch. So, <laughs> yeah. So I just did it myself. You know, it's like, I think people just undervalue like the power and the essence that is you, you know? Yeah, you're right. And they do. And you're exactly right. They're afraid to put themselves out there. And it's like, don't. They really are. They really are. Like, and I mean, I do it too. Like, even, you know, it's funny. I always tell people like, no matter what you see on like my social media or like what I post or whatever, like I go through that shit too. Like there's periods Mm -hmm. of time where I go into the gym that I go to all the time and I'm like, (sighs) like, I feel this way about myself or that. And I was doing that one day. I walked in and this guy, two different guys, one of them came up and was like, hey man, how are you? It's been a while. And then the other one was like, you know, when you're not here, it's like a whole squat rack's missing. Like, it's like, (laughs) and it makes me think about like, you know, I've been in my head of thinking that nobody gives a fuck. Like nobody even like cares or pays attention because we're all in our own shit. It just goes to show you like you affect your essence affects more people than you think. Like how you you think, how you feel, like how you view things like the world needs that, you know? Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And And the messages that I've gotten since I've just stepped outside of my comfort zone and just fully been like, fuck it, I'm I'm doing me. It's incredible. I mean, people tell me you're so inspiring. Like, this is so cool that you can call your customers assholes and it's a thing like it's fine, you know, so I just it's different. It hits different when you just get to do your own thing. Well, and I like how with you, like I thoroughly expect like other random unique things to come out the works over time. But I love how you're doing your own unique version of like you went to school for, you know, what was it a journalism major or like an English major? I started as English. That was my major when I started. But long story short, I realized I would graduate faster if I switched my major over to something psychology because I had taken that many classes. Shit gets complicated when you go to fucking seven different colleges. Stuff doesn't transfer over. Other stuff does. It was going to put me a semester ahead if I switched my major. So that's why I switched from English to criminal psychology. Well, regardless, I think it like it just makes me think of like, okay, you're doing a different take, you're doing a different spin of like getting your words out. Mm-hmm. It's like your own version of like a novel or like a blog. Yeah. Like it's just something different. And then it like also opened you more up to in the future. Like I could totally see you writing a book. Like I know I was reading the one that you've been writing. Yes. <laughs> It'll be published one day. So, you know, it's just one of those things like I love having people like you because you are inspiring. For me, there's times where I see the stuff that you do that I'm like, I know there's something that I could be doing. Like, Well, let's talk about your podcast. I'm like, because you did, did get so, inspired and do yes, more. I, me and my awesome friend, Carrie, we started a podcast. It's called Reconstructed Podcast. We have both lived a life that is just different and wild, and I've blazed my own path in life, and with that has come some very unique experiences. 
So <laughs> I have had, you know, a lot of things that I've ran into and I've just always felt like there's things that I could just like, I don't know, share as far as my experiences go. And some of the darker stuff that I went through and some of the like troubles I found myself in, like it really shaped who I am as a person. And I think I've heard so many people say like, I don't know how this person got to this point. Like I never noticed they were this bad, like, you know, and not to mention the world's gotten to a place where we just don't give each other grace anymore. Like we're not compassionate. We're not Mm -hmm. positive. And really, I just want to love on people. Like I want to share my experiences and let people know like, Hey, there, there is still hope, you know, like, it does get better. It might not feel like it in the moment. It might feel like you're like trying to run in molasses, but it does get better. Yeah. So we started that. We've been working on it for the last few months. And it's funny because I've always had random people come up to me and say, like, I just feel like you have a lot of stuff you need to share. And like, I always had, you know, random people tell me like, I can see you talking to large amounts of people. So like, I don't know, I kind of always felt like there was something more for me to be doing that would help a lot of people, but I never knew quite what it would be. And she works for herself doing hair. And I went to get my hair done and I was just in there talking to her and she was like, so what's up girl? Like it's been a while. And I was like, yeah, I'm kind of contemplating starting a podcast. And right when I said that, her because she was doing two different clients at the same time, me and this other girl, she looks at this other girl and she's like, did I not just say that before she walked in? <laughs> so she's like, she really did though. Like, That's so funny. like once me and Carrie started to really like talk about it, cause we always knew like there was something we were supposed to do together, but we always assumed it was like create artwork or, you know, something kind of random but Mm -hmm. she's like what if we do this together and I'm like okay so we kind of started putting our heads together and you know she has had so many clients sit in her chair and talk about some of the stuff they've done dude hairdressers are fucking psychiatrists (laughs) and she's heard some crazy crazy stuff and you know between her what she's heard what she's been through stuff that I've been through and then not to mention I have such a wild cultivation of people that I've met along my life that I know have lived wild crazy lives too we just want to give a platform to anybody and everybody that has dealt with some stuff and how it's made them who they are how they've healed through it how it's made them just into the human that they are today in that I just want to love on people yeah that's fucking awesome and I love that you're taking like you know negative stuff for you I'm sure at times in your past and turning it into something to help people I think a lot of people don't realize how much just sharing that kind of stuff helps other people especially now with social media and stuff everything you see people are living these perfect fucking lives and nothing is wrong it's like when you get down to the layers, you know, it's like when you have your best friend and you know that she's fucking fighting with her boyfriend like crazy right now. And then she posts a picture of them of like, love you. And you're like, what? Yeah. you know, just shit like that. So it's like, it's so nice to see the reality of it. And I think it's awesome that you're doing that. I love that. I think it's going to help so many 
people. Yeah, we're excited about it. I mean, and I think you can, you know, you for sure have been able to see over a course of time, like, I don't know, I don't really like being that type of person. Like, I don't cover myself in makeup. I don't really care for filters. Like, I definitely post things that are like, this is how I am at my best. But then there are days where I do post stuff where I'm like, look, I'm a crouch gremlin sometimes. It's like hoarding food in my mouth. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not the cute girl you think I am. I'm not all put together. Like, I have my moments. I'm super fucking clumsy. Like, yeah. it's just, I want the world to know who I am. Like, if I'm going to put myself out there, then I want to be transparent. I want to be as right. raw as possible because I feel like that is the human experience. Mm-hmm. Like, this fake bullshit is dumb. Like, yes. You don't know what you're getting in people. You don't know who they are. Like, I want to know who you are. Like, I want to know your beautiful essence. Like, right. How are we able to unconditionally love each other if we don't even know who you are? Like, you know? Yeah. It makes me think of like when I first started playing around with the idea of starting this podcast, I knew I wanted it to be like entrepreneurial ish. But I think what held me back for a long time is I'm like, I'm not making millions of dollars a year. Like I don't have all these successful businesses. And so I just didn't do it. And I'm like, well, what if there was somebody that's like, Hey, I'm just starting out in this shit. Yeah. You know, I don't really know what I'm doing still. You want to learn with me? Like, fuck it, let's go. And it's like, I think people need that. Like not everything has to be all perfect and put together and you being the most crazy successful person there is. Sometimes you just got to meet people where they're at and just be honest with them. So I mean, that's definitely something that's very important to me is just being transparent with people like, hey, I'm figuring this shit out, too. Do you want to learn with me? I don't have it together yet. Like it it makes me think about, too, like when you're a kid, how much you think adults have their shit together and how serious they seem. And now I'm like, oh, nobody knows what the fuck is going on. (laughs) No. So why was I so scared of like being this perfect human, you know? Nobody Perfection doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Like we're all chasing something that's a figment of our imagination. And not to mention, I'm sorry, I get one life that is over in a blink of an eye in the grand scheme of things. So why the hell am I about to live my life the way you want me to? Like, Mm -hmm. not to mention if there are, let's say there's 1.7 billion people in the world, there's not another person in that 1.7 billion that's me. So why would I not only it's disrespectful to the overall community of human beings that exist in the world to not be your unique self, because what if the human race needs something that you have? Like, what if they need Mm -hmm. more compassion? What if that one person that's on the road that is down and out and you're nice to them is the person that changes things for, finds a cure for cancer? Like, you never know. You never know Mm -hmm. who you're coming across. You never know what people are dealing with. And like, we always sit here and say, wow, the world went to hell in a handbasket. Like, oh man, that Johnny down the street really messed things up. Like, well, I mean, why are we just sitting and talking? Why can't we do? Yeah. You know, like, why can't we have more action? Like, why can't we try and be more understanding and just kind to each other? Like, it's the easiest thing. It's, it costs zero (laughs) dollars. It's not fucking hard to be nice. Like it costs zero dollars to not be an asshole. Like, yes, I mean, come on. Like, it's not hard at all. And shit, I'm gonna put that on a (laughs) t-shirt. I'll buy it. Shit. (laughs) You should put it as a sticker. It's not, it's free to. (laughs) 
Yeah. Thanks, dude. (laughs) Hey, I'm here to help. (laughs) I mean, and like, that's the thing too. I want you to succeed. Like, I'm a firm believer that we're all just walking each other home at the end of the day. We're all trying to get to the same place, all trying to get to the same end goal. So why can't we help each other in the process? If I can, hey, I want your business to be successful. If I have something that's kind of kooky and wacky in my brain that I can help you, go for it. Yeah. Like, that's how it should be. Yeah. I think that if everyone on the entire earth owned their own business or just did something that they love to do that made them themselves everything would be so much better. (laughs) I mean, you feel fulfilled. You are doing something that makes you happy. You're living your life because I was not born to work like my entire life away. I am not born in slavery of any kind. Like I'm not enslaved to the nine to five. I'm not enslaved to someone else telling me what I should and shouldn't do. Like And you know what? That's my prerogative. If I disagree with a business ethic, I don't have to deal with it. Like, there's other things out there for me. So, I mean, and I am more effective doing what I'm doing than I would be working for someone else and crying. And like, because I was the same way. I would literally be in my car on the phone to my boyfriend, like, please tell me you won the lottery because I hate shit. Like, I've so been there. It's like, I wish that I could just shake everyone who doesn't see things the same way and be like, no, you don't have to work this fucking job. Fuck that job. (laughs) And it's funny. There's this one guy that goes to my gym and he does, I want to make sure I get this right. He does powder coating for, you know, different like things. So like, you see videos of people uh, doing the powder coating on the outside of like a t- uh, drink tumbler or something. He does it more on a larger scale. And he was talking to me one day about me owning my own business. And I was just like, do it, do it. Like, like, what do you got to lose? Just do mm-hmm. it. And exactly. He took the step and there's been a couple of times I ran into him and he's like, thank you so much for that. Like, thank you for the swift kick in the ass that I needed to just like get started. And you know, there was like someone else that I ran into too. And they told me they're like, we always dreamt of doing this, but I don't think it'll ever be possible because like we owe this for taxes. And like, there was like a list of things as to why they couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And I told her, I was like, look, girl, I am who I am. and I'm sorry for it. I'm blunt when it comes to certain things. And I just believe in people. Like I believe that people can do anything. So when she said that to me, I was like, love you, but I got to do it with that mindset, you're right. Like you're never going to get it if you don't switch your mindset. And all it takes is that little shift. And I was like, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be mean because I know you don't know me. And she's like, no, you tell me, you tell me how I could be different because it might be hindering my life. And she came to me like three weeks later and she's like, that was just it. That was just a complete mental shift. I needed it. Like my whole life started like clicking into path when I started to really think she's right. Like, yeah, I'm the one standing in my own way. Mm -hmm. I think that's what everyone comes to realize at some point. If you start this journey of like, you are the biggest thing in your way. All the other bullshit you make up is just a bullshit excuse. Like the mindset is crazy. And once you have those shifts, it's a completely different world. It's a completely different reality. I think I think about this stuff a lot because you know, psychology major. Yeah. I learned how the mind worked, but it's like, man, 
you can think it's woo woo or whatever the fuck else you want to call it, but you're absolutely right. If you're sitting there saying, oh, I can't do this. Yeah, you're right. You can't. I mean, that's why like there's so many different people that I talk to and I do it too. I'm still working on it. I'm not perfect with it by any means. There's certain elements to it that I'm like, you know, you got to practice what you preach, but there's just so many different people that I see that I can see their potential. I can see what they could be utilizing and Mm -hmm. they're kind of stuck in that situation where they're getting the excuses and they're saying how they're not able to do something because of their own capacity. And I'm like, you're disrespecting yourself. Like you're doing yourself a great injustice by saying you can't do something because how do you know you haven't even done it? You haven't even tried. Yeah. I mean, you could be the next Bill Gates 2.0. You don't know. Like if you sit there and think you can't, you're right. Mm -hmm. You know, like it starts up here. Everything's mental. Yeah. And like we were just saying before this call started, like the failure is not trying something and it didn't work out. The failure is just not even trying it to begin with, which was such a huge thing for me. I was like, hey, hey, dude, at least try it. Yeah. At least try it. What does it hurt? What's the worst that can happen? Yeah. I mean, like what could happen if you don't? And you know what bothers me the most with it is when I don't do something or I get in my head and think, oh, I can't do it the driving force behind me actually getting up and doing it is if I get five years down the road, I'm going to drive myself crazy with the what ifs. Like I'm just going to beat myself up. Like you had an opportunity. Why didn't you go for it? I mean, Mm -hmm. it's like with the podcast. Okay. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't like, we put the first episode out and we already got close to 50 listeners. And my goal for the first episode was like, 15, 20, like yeah. I always like to low ball stuff to my expectations. Don't I don't get disappointed, but it's for me like go big or go home. Like, what am I losing? It's not like it's contributing to my bills or not. Like, right. Hey, let's do a book in five years. Let's sign some stuff. Like, let's, you know, go to some universities and have a talk. Like, I don't know. Think big. Like, yeah. If I shoot for the moon and land somewhere in between it's still success. Like it's still way more than what I ever thought I could achieve. Yeah. I think that's something that really puts stuff in perspective to me too, is I would look up to other people and then, oh shit, I love what they're doing. That's awesome. And then you get there and think about it. You're like, they're just a fucking human too. Like they're the same as me. Like they were an awkward little preteen at one point, like all these things that just make us human. I don't know why Again, I think it's probably social media has something to to do with it. But I think at the end of the day, we make things bigger in our head than it actually has to be. And sometimes it's like, just do it just for the sake of doing it, just because you enjoy it, not because it has to be this big fucking thing. You know, you can try something and it doesn't work out and then you can move on and be like, well, I tried it. And and it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, If there's a will, there's a way, you know, I'm a firm believer. Nobody has to agree. It's just how I feel about it. But if what is meant for you is meant for you, you can't screw it up. Unless The only way you can screw it up is for you to say, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to try. Literally, I'm not going to try at all. But if it's for you, you literally can't mess it up. Like Mm -hmm. there's going to be a way that it happens one way or the other. You just have to say yes and walk into it. I mean, it's wild to me because that... Like, okay, for instance, the builder that got me that first job in landfall and I've been working with him, you know, here recently, 
I think of him as this big thing in my head, like, oh, I better make sure I keep him happy and all this stuff. And yet there's times that he looks at me and he's asking me how I structured my business. Like he's asking me what I would do in a specific situation. And it's these situations that I'm like, huh, ain't nobody got it figured out. Like, Yep. Like, we're all just collectively trying to figure it the fuck out. Like, yeah, that's so funny when you realize that. It's like, wait a second, nobody actually has any of their shit together or any idea what's going on. We're all just winging it. So let's help each other out. Yeah. Like, okay. I mean, and there's times that I don't estimate jobs correctly. And like, for him specifically, he'd say, oh, add 33% or like, oh, you know, do this. And it's like, thanks, man, because I'm out here struggling in the deep end. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, fuck. This has been awesome. I would encourage people to go back and listen to this entire episode when you need to feel motivated or inspired of just like, fuck, yeah, go for it. You can do it. So I really appreciate you doing this episode with me. This is Absolutely. Yeah. I have one more question for you. Where can people find you at and find your podcast and all that good stuff? So people can find our podcast on Instagram. We have a Facebook page too. It's Reconstructed Podcast on either one. So you can find it. But the actual podcast can be found on all major streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Anchor is our host. So you can go to their website too. I think that's all the ones we signed up with so far, but that's where you can find our podcast. And then just me personally, Instagram is the best. Okay. Thank you, dude. It was awesome to catch up with you. I appreciate this. Thank you. That's it for another episode of the Fuck the Status Quo podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys like what I'm doing here. If not, then live your life, man. Set yourself free from my voice. I mean, why have you even gotten this far? (laughs) But if you know someone who would enjoy listening to this, please share this episode with them or post it to your story. Or you can go fucking bananas and run around town telling everybody that you run into. And then leave this podcast review because it really helps to get the word out there and help other people find this podcast. So that's it. That's my plug. Be a good person by leaving a review. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you guys in the next one.